Welcome to building a hundred million pound business in public. Four years ago, I was having lunch with my friend Logan when we half joked about racing to a hundred million. And it's always stayed in my head. What does it take to build a hundred million pound business? On this podcast, I ask my network and speak to VCs, founders, DNI specialists, marketeers, and more to share their top tips. Some have made it, some are on the way, and all have a story to tell. So I'd like to welcome Claire Mohammed to the podcast. Welcome, Claire. Hello. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Uh, perhaps you'd like to intro yourself. Yeah, sure. So I'm Claire Mohammed, as you mentioned. Um, and I am one of the partner coaches for District 4. So I um, am helping and supporting the community members with mobilizing their new business uh, venture and helping them in their initial journey um, with District 4 to get things up and running and start making an impact in terms of results and, and where they want to head towards their goals quite quickly. Amazing. And that, you, you mentioned that sort of the up and running bit. Is that, yeah. How, how's that been? Um, well, it, it's been real um, insight really in, in seeing how people who join as a, a member in the community where they think that they initially need or could benefit from some coaching support. Mm. Um, and it really made me reflect actually on how I help people, not just in district four in the, in the, in the, in the wider recruitment world. And I, I realized one of the things that I really focus on is helping people getting going and mobilizing them and helping people when they're at a point where they're, they're leveling up because maybe they're facing a new challenge and it's throwing up lots of different different changes in mindset, teething problems, new things to to learn how to do. And that's really, I would say, one of the, the key things that I've been helping the members with because it's that transition from being an employee where you have a manager and a manager's manager maybe and a manager's manager's manager and you're part of an organisation and a company to now being part of a, a community where you're working independently and you are in the driving seat very much of every aspect of what you do. And what's been really interesting in getting to know the members and being part of that journey is that, you know, the members are brilliant at recruitment. They have got great markets that they work in. They thrive in the spaces that they're in. And making that adjustment to being independent sometimes takes a little bit of a, a shifting gears and mm. it is a level up. And you're you're suddenly in this situation where maybe you didn't think before about what you did. You just did it because you've developed all, you know, you spent all that time honing the habits and working out what you do. Whereas now there's different things that you're going to think about in terms of how you might grow, how you might scale, how you might approach your market, what you want to be known for. Um, and really leaning into that new role is is a step in out of the comfort zone and it's a mm. real new challenge and it's it's quite an exciting challenge to get involved with so I mean, it does sound really exciting but also at the same time you say it's a challenge so what's 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 the challenge in there i think the challenge is i think a lot of it is around mindset 
And I think a lot of it is around the shift in accountability. Mm. Where before you might have reported into a manager, say, for example, and needed to keep people updated around, you know, what was happening. And there was there was different KPIs, maybe, or metrics or data points that you were responsible for. The only person that you're accountable to as part of the community, I mean, there is there's a great collaboration, but I think that's different. It's very much the accountability is with you mm-hmm. because you've got, you've got this newfound freedom and flexibility to determine where you're going to focus, when are you going to focus, who are you going to focus, why are you focusing in that space? And that in itself can throw up, up a lot of questions in your mind about how you want to, what kind of recruiter you want to be mm. and what kind of recruitment business you want to be and who do you want to be to your customers and the markets that you serve. And I think it's been particularly interesting to see very quickly with members that it's really helped them to identify with working in a way that resonates with their values right and that each of them each of the members that I've worked with has really questioned what kind of recruiter they want to be and what kind of impact they want to have in the markets that they work in Mm. and it's 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 almost um given them permission if you like to say do you know what actually this is how I want to be, this is who I want to be in the markets that I work, you know, whether it's they're doing, um, they're very focused on making an impact. It could be a social impact or around diversity and inclusion, or even around what would make really strong values led recruitment and business relationships. And that's been quite exciting. It sounds like it's quite a lot of thinking in there. Like it's not just a case of like, I did this before. I'm now going to do what I did before, just with more freedom. Yeah, it feels like that. That could almost cause a bit of a sort of a, a trap for people if, if they if they can't, they could get almost lost in their own heads a bit. Very much so. Well, I think it's quite easy, isn't it? When um, I think when you start really looking and and asking the questions of yourself, you know, what's important to you? Why is that important to you? What do you want? Where do you want this to head to? Where 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 could you focus first? It can feel kind of, that there's like a huge, you know, it can be a huge rush of information coming at you because you you know you, you're thinking about well, is there a risk of making a wrong decision? And I don't think there is. I think that I think just getting going in itself is that's all it has to be. And it, you know, none of these things have to be perfect to get going. You've just got to get going. Mm. Um, and I think when you you step out into into doing something for yourself, there is that sense of Um, I was talking about this with one of the members this week, actually, we were talking about how, you know, there's a quote um, where you, you know, being an entrepreneur is like stepping off a cliff. And as you're, as you're in your descent, you're building the parachute or you're building the plane as you go. And it's about just taking that leap of faith to, to go for it and get going and not to be too worried about having it all in perfect in place before you start, but to recognize actually part of what you're doing is to embrace the challenges and the mistakes and the thinking as you go and to evolve as a go. And that's the journey that you're on. So does that mean the coaches are doing two things? One, helping people step off the cliff 
<laughs> to helping them build the parachute. <laughs> Hopefully not pushing them. Um, <laughs> no, go on, you can do it. Okay, on the count of three, one, two, no. Um, <laughs> I got you. You're doing great. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I think I, I think it is about figuring out the parachute or the plane as you go. Mm. And then just thinking, you know, actually, it does again. It's not. It's not about that perfect. It's about just thinking through, helping work out what the parachutes could be. What, what, you know, does it need to be a parachute? Could it be a? Could it be an airplane? Could it be, you know, whatever it needs to be, and just thinking through how you might go about doing it. Mm. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely about building confidence and creating reassurance. I think, and reframing how you might be thinking about it and bringing clarity and focus. You know, stopping the, like you said, you know, if you've got so many things in your brain that you're trying to work through, you can't possibly try and address all of them. You just have to turn the volume down in some areas and bring focus to where the priorities are or where your focus is at that point in time. Mm. I think a lot of people won't have experienced coaching and and will will have an idea of what it might be, but haven't experienced it. And we've definitely seen in the community, like the, the impact of like pre having coaches and post having coaches. Um, what, what what would you say is the is the is the biggest difference? I think it's um, I think it always helps when you've got somebody that is there to offer. It is it is support, you know, offer support and be a sounding board and ask the questions and bring focus to what you want because and, and there's no there's no judgment there's no hierarchy there's no and I've noticed that actually is sometimes you know it's about creating a, that that space or that relationship where it really is time for you for, for you who's the person the coachee or the person who's having the coaching to to really focus on them mm. and where they want to go and it's not about you know there's no reporting line there's no as I say, there's no judgment about whether something's right or wrong or um, whatever it might be. It's just, it's your space to think clearly, to reflect, to observe what's going on, to create that space rather than it be a mental load. You know, you know when you've, you've got things on your mind that you need to action or think about or consider and there's, there's, there isn't the headspace for it. It really is about creating that space mm-hmm. for it and simplifying things as well. Yeah, I suppose when you start something new, like it's, it's so exciting. Yeah. You say like you've suddenly got everything you dreamed of in terms of suddenly there's no boss telling you what to do. You can you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But what actually do you want? <laughs> and actually having that that time, someone to hold that space for you for an hour at a time, it's probably it's probably quite unusual. People, people probably yeah. haven't really experienced that before. Yeah, I think so. And quite often, um, you know, I might have conversations with people and they'll say just the very act of saying it out loud to somebody else and giving it, giving somebody the time to think through, it's, it becomes you, what you need to do reveals itself or, you know, it's that process of working with somebody then realising actually even just saying it out loud and thinking about it, I've now given it, I've now got different 
ideas about what I do want to do or what I could do or what the possibilities are or how I might be, how it might be impacting how I'm going about things right now. It just gives you that, that space to work out what, to choose a response to, to how you move forward instead of just reacting. Mm. And I think particularly in recruitment, and in business, you know, in any business, really, you know, we're under a lot of pressure to react and, you know, decision make quickly and to um, uh, to take action, to follow up. And in that reaction, we're not always responding with how we might do it, given a bit of space. Mm. You know, and I think the thing I was going to say was in, a, in quite a few conversations I have with people, you know, they, they quite often say, I didn't even know that was what I needed. I didn't realize until we were talking about it um, just then. And you asked me that question. I hadn't recognized that this was the thing that was holding me back. So there, be, there could be things that were, hold, you know, getting in people's way. That, that bit's been holding me back or that bit's been, that was a bit that was bothering me or that was such a, a source of a sticking point. And I think that's for me what coaching is all about is getting things out of people's way. You know, whether it's not being sure on which way to move forward or how to move forward or how to overcome barriers and just navigate through the the messy stuff. And that's it. It's all, it's all you know, it can, be, it can be quite simple, but things can get messy and overcomplicated if you let them. Yeah. So I was like, sometimes it's hard to get started, but sometimes once you get started, there's just so, once you get started, there's so much coming yeah. your way. It's just taking time out. Yeah, and it needs to go down the rabbit holes, isn't it? You know, you, you start doing one thing and then you've suddenly gone down a rabbit hole of something that has taken you away from the very thing that you wanted to be doing. Mm. I think it's about keeping on track as well. Or I, I'm, I'm just checking that you're on the track you want to be on because things change, you know, and that's, a, that's all right as well to change your mind about something. I've definitely done that when starting businesses. You spend, you get, you get excited about one particular thing and you, yeah. and you and you chase off after it much time and then actually like this is this is not the main thing at all like this no. is not the thing that's going to bring me the revenue this is not the thing that's going to help me it's just yeah. caught my attention and I've gone with it and because it's your business you can but the yeah. question is should you and, and often probably not yeah yeah exactly or is it something to park for later or is it um is it something that you can get help from with somebody else you know, I think um, one of the the interesting things, I think when you're starting to do things for yourself more independently is that you think that you've got to do it all yourself. And actually, there's so many tools and people around you who you can lean on, you know, who you can ask for help. You can ask the questions, you can get their input on, and you don't have to know it all. You don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. You know, you haven't got all the answers and all the options. And actually, in a way, it's good if you don't because you, it keeps you more open to what else you could be doing and how you could do it. Yeah. So you, you, you're in charge. You make all the decisions. You are, you are your own boss. But yeah. it's about bringing in support from the right people. Yeah, very much so. Okay. So if, if there was one top tip you had to, to hit the 100 million, the one thing that had to get right what do you what what would it be use the resources around you mm. i think is really important and i think if you can get into the habit of when you're 
stuck or you're thinking of new ways to move forward or um, you're in creative mode or there's an, a new strategy or there's actions of whatever it might be, is to to really take stock of right who who would be the best people to help me do this. Mm. So that's kind of identifying who can help and not, not being an island. Yeah, definitely. And by that, I suppose in our context, you mean both sort of both coaches and community members and potentially third-party suppliers that people could tap into. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Anywhere. And yeah, and it could it could be, you know, family, friends, uh, community members, coaches, a mentor, you know, it could be anyone really but in that scenario is just keeping open to the options for how you can move forward and to consult with get other people's input Mm. and and what is it about that that you think makes it so such a critical determinant of success and I think because there is no one way to do something and when we get stuck in our thinking or our view then we we stop seeing the opportunities, mm. you know, and we sometimes get go down a rabbit hole or go down a view or something which ultimately we could have let go of and found a different way to do it, which would have moved us forward quicker or um, put us in touch with somebody that could have opened a door or invited the opportunity in. And I think it's just been open to knowing that the tools are all around you and the people that can help you are all around you. And it's leveraging and asking and having the relationships with people where you invite people in and you're willing to ask for their help that will take you forward because we don't know all the answers and you can't do it all by yourself. Although sometimes we try. Oh, I always try. Don't get me wrong. It's like, <laughs> I'll give it a good go. And then, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's something I I absolutely have to work hard on all the time. And it's always so much easier when I get myself in the head of asking for help. It's always so much easier. And the answer is always so much simpler. And the thing that I hadn't thought of, and it's, it's just kind of learning that you don't need to have all the answers. You know, I remember like one of the things my dad always said was you don't have to be the smart. In fact, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room because the second you think that you're the smartest person in the room, you stop, you, you know, you close your mind and you stop learning. Yeah, I've, I've heard that differently. Like, if you're the smartest person at the table, you're at the wrong table. Yeah, exactly. That's same same concept. Yeah. I, think, I think it's yeah. very true. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Claire. That was that was brilliant. My and, pleasure. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll keep on seeing where, how coaching helps the community. I know. Bring on the next three to six months and the building of the membership. Thanks for listening today. And hopefully you've taken away one thing to think about or try. Let me know in the comments if there's something you'd like us to explore in future episodes or just reach out on LinkedIn or podcast at district4.io. Let's keep learning and building great companies together.